Brie, if you'll put up that first scripture. I have uh, been meditating on something for a while. Started with my trip in July, and that what I've been meditating on is the miraculous power of God, how often he wants it to happen. Once a year? What do y'all think? I think here. Should happen every day. She asked me, what's the title? I said, I think God wants the miraculous every day is my title. So that's what I'm declaring. The miraculous should be a daily occurrence. That's what I, I believe. And I will show you in scripture that I believe Jesus walked that way. So the first scripture that we have is right there. Here it is. This is, this is what Acts 10.38 tells us. Talking about what Jesus did when he was here, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing some who were under the power of the... Oh, is it, did it say some or all? Oh, I think it says all, doesn't it? He healed all who were under the power of, of the devil because God was with him. So I just think biblically he wants things like that to happen regularly. Do y'all believe that? We should be having the miraculous in our life regularly. You know, I, I, I was meditating back there on my early days in the charismatic renewal. And they tried to make everything have something about God in it, which could get annoying. Because I'd go to a friend, I'd go, how's your day going? And he'd quote about five scriptures. And I just wanted to know how your day was going. I don't know if I want, needed a scripture on everything. So there can be overbalance on this. My point is we need to make regular room for him to move. And I think it daily, I try to in the morning get up and I have worship going in the morning. Do y'all do that too? Anybody else start your day that way? Sometimes I have worship going all night long. Anybody, ever, anybody else do that? That's, yeah, that gets scripture on my heart, so I'll put it on. My joke is, my dog is the most godly dog around, because when I leave, I leave worship on, and he's hearing worship all day long, whether he wants to or not, you know. And I just think that's a good thing to have a, a kingdom mindset daily. And so as I was in the Philippines, I found a book my wife had that uh, Benny Hinn was kind of giving Catherine Coleman's story. And in her story, she ended up marrying uh, another revivalist who she did not know had divorced his wife for an unbiblical reason. And he, they got married, and then the anointing left her. And she realized, I, I made a major mistake. And so she made it right, if you will, and decided to live the rest of her life single, if you know the rest of her story. And it restored the anointing to her life. And she made the statement that I've tried to put in my life. She made the Holy Spirit her best friend. If you know Catherine Kuhlman's ministry, she would just make room for God and people would just get miraculously healed in worship or during the ministry time, whatever the case may be. And so I've started to try to employ that in my, in my life. And I, I was uh, doing my uh, laundry last Sunday, and I was walking up to do it, and I sat down 
what uh, my, my clothes there, began the process. And there's one worker at that laundromat that she has a smile on her face every time I walk in. So I just noticed that, and I was walking out, and the Holy Spirit said, as I was going to go to Kroger and walk around a bit while it was uh, work, the laundry was working, the Holy Spirit said, I want you to go back in there and tell her, ask her, do you know Jesus? I just thought she did. And so I was kind of battling with that, and do I want to do this? And I finally said, okay, I will. So I walk in, I go, hey, I'm a pastor, and I just wanted to know, do you know Jesus? Expecting her to say, oh, yeah, I love him, and he's the best in the world. She goes, I've heard of him. Oh, okay. Oh, you've heard of him. So uh, anything I can pray for? No, I'm okay. But God wanted, why did God want me to ask that? To be obedient, number one, and plant a seed or water some seed. Obviously, she probably is from a Christian background and knew of Jesus. So I, I just felt like there's probably a mom somewhere that was praying real hard. God, would you send somebody, my daughter, and ask her that question? And so I, I was so grateful, I obeyed God and said, hey, this is what the Lord asked me to ask you. And it kind of caught her off guard, but I know it was planting a seed. She needed to investigate more who this Jesus she's heard of really is. So that, that is the premise that I, I, I want to build our thought on. God wants the miraculous to happen daily. He wants things like that to happen daily as you're going about your business. Uh, Hebrews 13, 8, if you can put that scripture up. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't know why the church ever got to the point that they re removed the presence of God from daily life. The book of Acts was full of it. Miraculous was happening. And then in the Middle Ages, it got so dark. That's what's called the Dark Ages, if you know your history. Why was it the Dark Ages? Because they kind of removed God. They put the holy people were in monasteries. Why did they do that? They thought it was right to get away from the corruption of the world. Well, what they did is they removed God from the culture and it got very dark. Was that God's plan? No, it wasn't. It's never God's plan to remove God's presence from us. And so he wants it to be a daily occurrence that we look to him in all things. Yeah, the third scripture I had, she'll put up there as well, Deuteronomy 28, 12, and 13. Speaks to us again what God's heart is for us as believers. It says, here's what, it, if you know Deuteronomy 28, it's the blessings and the curses chapter. Half of it's blessings, like everything you can imagine. Half of it, if you don't do this, this will happen. We don't want the last part of it. But verse 12 says this, The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season. What does that mean? To send rain on your land in season. What does that mean? Harvest on everything you do, your business, where you work. God wants your business to be the most blessed place around because you're there. If you ever ask the question, why am I there? I'm there to be a blessing to where I work. 
And so I've tried to do that in this new job. I, I try to, in a good way, bring godly value. And so when at the end of class I'd say, okay, God bless you, have a good day. And one student thought, that is so good that you say that. And so he started saying it every day. And he had a rough week. Uh, just to tell you, he had a rough week. He had some things he didn't do well. So I think he's probably meditating on, I need to say what, what Mr. Bulgren says. God bless you. God bless me today. Even if, I had, even if you've had a bad day, still declare the blessing of God. Because he does want to send rain on your land in season and bless the work of your hands. Everything you put your hand to is to prosper, the scripture tells us. You will lend to many nations and not borrow. If we do it God's way, that's what will be true about any nations that put God's first. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. He'll put, make you above and not beneath. That's what this Deuteronomy 28 tells us. If you, but here's the, the important part. This will all happen if you do the next phrase. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that he gives us daily and carefully follow them. It's not just going to happen. You've got to do your part by following the commands of God. And if you will do that, then these blessings will will overtake you even, another scripture says. They will, they will pursue you and overtake you if you do it God's way. You'll always be at the top, never at the bottom. And then I could keep going if I went through the whole chapter. That is what he wants to daily do in the believer's life. So you are to claim his best every day, particularly when it's not going well. A amen or oh me? It better be amen, right? <laughs> I've learned when things are not going as when I, well is when I need to claim God's promises more. Don't just, oh man, this is so bad, and let it get, go down, 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 down. No, stop it. Stop right there and say, no, devil, you're not going to mess with my life today. I claim God's best, and I'm going to keep claiming it. So daily claim his best, particularly when it's not going well. Let God interrupt your schedule with good things. Think about that. Let him interrupt your daily schedule. Sometimes we get God out of our life. Oh, i got to go to work, and I'm not supposed to bring God into the workplace. Where did that come from? Wouldn't you want God in the workplace? The culture doesn't want, you're not supposed to do that. Separation of church and state. Well, let's stop separating church and state. Let's bring church into the state. That's a good word, isn't it? Let's bring church into the state and make the state better. Shout me down a little bit. I mean, come on, let's go, you know. He's everywhere. Amen. Preach it. That's good. So we are to let him interrupt our schedule. No matter how menial it seems, let God be in the, still be in the center of it. If you do it right, it's okay to bring God. Like I said, I, I've told them in a roundabout way, I'm a pastor. You're not supposed to bring religion into school. Well, I'm just telling them what I do. 
It's okay, this is one of my jobs. I get to come on Saturday and serve you. So it's okay to tell them that. So I'm doing it in a way and they always kind of smile like, okay, that's good to know. You're a pastor and a teacher. That's a good thing to do. If you will do that, if we will do that, we will, we will not accept less than God's best every day. God doesn't want us to accept less than his best. He wants us to claim his best every day. Again, particularly when it's not going well. Can I give you a strategy? That's a strategy when it's not going well. Stop what's going on and say, I don't care what the enemy's trying to do. I claim God's best. I know many times, it's been a 30-year journey for me to be delivered. I, I mean, it wasn't talked about much in the church because you weren't supposed to talk about that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, don't talk about that. You're redeemed. You don't have to discuss those things. Well, it still happens. Martha knows this better than anybody. The, the church avoided it, and people will silently say to themselves, I guess I, if something's wrong with me. I've got problems. We all have problems. We all do. We all need the delivering power of God. So thank God for this church and others like us that are willing to say there are strongholds that he wants to set you free from. He came to save, heal, and deliver. We, we, we declare the third part more than most churches do. And I'm so glad because there's quiet people out there that are struggling and they're being told, there's something wrong with you. It's your fault. You're supposed to be perfect already. I don't know where they get that, but that's what happens. But thank God we're willing to say we can help you to be free and then walk in the inner healing. I'm, I'm really investigating what inner healing means. Inner healing is keeping the deliverance and go, walking in ways that you haven't been able to. And it's been a 30-year journey for me to get to this point. But I've been driving around with such freedom in my heart thinking, this is great, Miss Martha. I'm free and I can walk in it. You know, you're driving around, you're battling stuff. I used to do that. Now I'm driving around going, wow, I can enjoy the joy of the Lord as my strength. This is so good. And that's how he wants it to be, Kennedy. This is your word. It's going to get better and better. I'm going to say it one more time. I know it's been a rough week, but it's going to get better and better. So just keep declaring what God says about you, not what the enemy's lying to you about. Right? Will that preach good? Come on, that's good. So accept his best every day because he wants to do it. The next three months, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I've been deciding whether to say it or not because I'm listening to some of the prophetic voices. The next three months are going to be really exciting in America. Some good things are going to happen and some release of God's presence has already started, I think, and it's going to only increase in the next three months. I'm just going to Get out on the limb, as pastor says, and say that. So get ready, get ready, get ready for some good things to happen. And fight your battles well. One of the songs we were doing during the prayer time was about that. Fight your battle. Don't, don't turn around and go backward. Go forward in Jesus' name to receive the best that he has for you. And use the gift of speaking in tongues often. I'm going to write a book about this. I've been really meditating on it. 
When I'm really battling things, I've learned to stop and speak in tongues to get my heart right. Anybody else seen that to be true? I know Miss Martha does. I will start speaking in tongues, and what it does, it brings a peace and calm on my heart. Particularly when I'm battling the most, I'll start speaking in tongues. Kennedy, start doing it. When you're battling the most, start speaking in tongues more. And that's going to uh, release things. That's why the enemy fought this gift more than any other. Of all the nine gifts, this is the one he put an all-out you know, uh, attempt to, to remove it. Because he, God, God knows and the enemy knows how powerful it is. Use the gift of speaking in tongues often to see the miraculous in your life more. And then thank God for what he is going to do today and continue to do in you as you declare it. And finally, if you will have a persevering heart, I heard someone on the radio talking about this. One of the greatest qualities any believer can have is to have a persevering heart that doesn't give up when it's the hardest as it can be. If you stop, pers if you give up is when the enemy wins, right? The enemy wants you to give up and not persevere. But God wants us to persevere, particularly when it, life is the hardest that it can be. If we will do that, then the miraculous can regularly continue to happen. And it's going to happen around here more and more and more as we serve him. A couple of words. This guy here is about to start teaching again. And you're going to see an anointing on your teaching at a deeper level than you've ever had before. So get on the Zoom call class. This guy's going to be talking about every form of baptism in the scripture and be ready for that because it's going to get better. Where did the two ladies go? They're gone. I had a word for one of them. Well, I'll have to catch them later. Uh, let me think what else I need to go. That is it. Yeah, keep, get your first principles packet ready for Thursday for him. Um, what I'm going to do is have her put on the music. And if you need continued healing, miracle prayer healing, Miss Martha and I are going to be up here to pray for you. Let me pray over the rest of your week to be a blessing. And then if you need special prayer for anything, please come up to us and we will pray for you. So, Father, we commit our week to you. From the top of our heads, soles of our feet, may we receive everything you've declared for us and our family. That all things will work out for the good because we love you and are called according to your purpose. I declare kingdom blessing, Miss Beverly, on your family. Just receive it right now kingdom blessing on every member of your family every family here just receive kingdom blessing on every member of your family as well so that we can walk in the victories he's called us to and i just to speak to those who are not here pastor bruce and lee as they're taking a family day every other member that that calls this their home church may they experience the blessing of heaven and bring in the harvest. God, I've been continuing to prophesy there's going to be a harvest come in that back door because they're hungry to know you more. They don't they won't care whether deliverance is in the Bible or not. They want it. 
and let it happen. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to be up here. Miss Martha's up here if you need special prayer.